Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning and welcome into Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the brisk town of Eastland, Texas this morning. Yes, it is December in 2023 and it is chilly. Well, I'll brag. Yeah, I think we're 39 now, but we're going to be up in the 60s today. (laughs) Uh, So I can't complain too long, but it is a beautiful December today. And we are going to be talking about the season because it is the season to talk about charitable gifting. Obviously, if you have giving on your heart, this is something that you should be thinking about all the time. But I don't know. There's just this, this little story of this baby boy in a manger that was gifted to us to, you know, perhaps be the greatest gift of all time to bring to light that maybe we should be thinking about where our uh, focus is in life and, and what we're actually doing. So tis the season, right? Money should be in your head, not in your heart, as Jonathan Swift so uh, positively says and so truthfully says. And so what we're going to be talking about today on the show are 12 tax smart charitable giving strategies. Uh, there was actually a great article put out by Schwab um, that I came across. And so this is going to be in our newsletter this week. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, make sure you go online, www.kennedy-financial.com. Uh, sign up for weekly life lessons and you will get this because we're going to hit it. We're going to use it as a as a uh, kind of an outline, but then we're going to kind of, eh, you know how I do it. I, I can't stay on course. I got to take it a little bit left and a little bit right and a little bit up and a little bit down because it also spawns some other ideas. So really good stuff though, that make sure you don't want to miss that. But without further ado, let's just jump right in. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Let, let me back up for just a second. So A lot of people, when they think about charitable gifting and they think about the tax aspect of it, there's this kind of overlay of guilt that comes on. It's like, well, if I gift charitably, isn't that defeating the point if I'm getting a benefit back out of it? Well, I have a couple things to to point out. Number one, the greatest gift that you can receive is the gift of giving, right? It is a gift in itself. Secondly, if you're able to save more tax dollars, what are you going to do? with that savings over time, do you not think that that could potentially increase your charitable giving Hmm. or increase your oxygen mask to allow you to go out and physically give or increase your family's oxygen mask so they can go out and give, right? So I want to just take a different sidestep on this because this is important. And if you are charitably kind, if you are, you know, you have things on your heart, you you need to know how to gift those assets where you can get the most bang for your buck for the reasons that I just talked about. So now, without further ado, let's jump in. Let's go over these 12 tax smart charitable giving strategies put out there by Schwab. Yeah, with a little twist. So number one, donating appreciated non-cash assets instead of cash. Okay, so if I give, say, $50,000 to uh, XYZ cause, 
okay? And it's a 501c3. And all the things are right on my tax return. Obviously, we'll get into this a little bit later, actually, about standard deductions versus itemized, but I get to take the deduction. Then I have a deduction for $50,000 on my tax return. But let's say that I had some stock that I had purchased years ago for $10,000 and it had grown to $50,000. If I gift that stock rather than cash, then the charity sells that stock and I realize no capital gains on the sell and I still potentially get the deduction. Of course, there's a lot of, you know, areas that you have to make sure that you cover that for cash assets, non-cash assets. You, that's things to make sure you talk to your accountant about. But it's a very, very powerful tool. Okay, likewise, on number two here is combining tax loss harvesting with a cash gift. So let's take that same example I said just a minute ago. If I had that $10,000 gift and I had actually lost money and now my stock is worth $5,000, well, I don't want to gift my stock because if I gift my stock, the charity sells it, I get no benefit from that. But if I sell my stock and I claim a $5,000 loss, then that could offset other capital gains or up to $3,000 of my ordinary income during that year, just depending on where you're at. And I still get to make my gift at the end of the day. Okay. So it's really important to think about what assets that you're using because you can always replace them, you know, say, well, I don't want to take from my investments. Well, send the assets out and replace it with cash. And then you get to start fresh on what you really want to be able to do. And by the way, it's a great environment for that, right? Buy low, sell high, lots of things on sale right now. So that's really important. Um, number three, giving private business interest. So similarly, just like you can with stock, you can also give interest in your business, whether it be C-Corp, a limited partnership, a LLC. Eh, there's some other things there. You got to be careful with an S corporation. But, you know, what this does is if, especially if your business is, is significantly increased in value, you know, you might be able to get a large deduction for it. And then your the charity's receiving an annual income. If you're going to be selling your business, this is a great strategy. Um, we use lots of charitable tools, we'll, which we'll get to a couple in a minute, that help people sell their business, give more, pay less to Uncle Sam, and actually increase their retirement income in the process. So it's pretty powerful uh, to be able to incorporate your charity into your actual planning. And number four, contribute restricted stock. Okay, so restricted stock, you know, usually that's uh, warded through a company is not something that usually can be transferred or sold. However, there are certain legal and regulatory conditions that can be met. And once that restriction has been removed due to those, you could donate that appreciated stock to a charity and then sell it. Huh. You avoid the long-term capital gains. You get the donation, much like the appreciated stock in your joint account. Pretty cool, right? More to come right here on Life Planning 101 when we come back. You're not going to want to miss it. 12 Tax Smart Charitable Gifting Strategies. So I read something recently. It said, what dissatisfaction do you have about the world that you can do something about? What is the place where you want to, and can make a difference? I thought that was a very powerful question and goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today is how to really maximize your tax savings out of your charitable gifting so you could give more or do other things with that tax savings that need to be done. 
pretty powerful. We've been through four. If you missed the first segment, please go back and visit those. Um, this is also going to be on our website, www.kennedy-financial.com. Sign up for our weekly life lessons. These were coined by Schwab. And of course, the show will be a little bit of a twist, but the details are really good on the actual paste article here. So let's get on to number five, bunching charitable contributions in one tax year. Okay. So we got this nasty, big standard deduction. Well, I guess that's how you look at it. Some people think, oh, that's a nice big standard deduction. But for those that are already been charitably inclined, it really didn't do any good. In fact, it just really, in essence, made most of your charitable contributions potentially not any benefit to you. So for example, if you're married and you're filing jointly, you have a standard deduction of $27,700. Let's assume that you give $20,000 a year to charity and your taxes for your real estate, your property are $10,000. So um, that's all you get to itemize. Okay, so at the end of the day, you really only have uh, $2,300 of benefit that you actually get to write off in the difference between your charitable gifting and your property taxes and that standard deduction. Okay, so this is where bunching becomes very important because if I am able to take two years of charitable gifting and pile them on top of each other, so say I had that $30,000 of standard deduction that's really only giving me 2300 bucks of benefit, and now I add another 20000 on top of that, that 20000 could be purely tax deductible. That is powerful. A lot of people say at this point, well, I don't really want to hand out that cash right now, or you know, I want my charity to receive it over a year. I don't want to not give all year long. What can I do there? This is where, and I believe it's actually brought up in here at another point, a donor advice fund comes into play. So these are really cool. A donor advice fund, in a nutshell, is basically like having your own family foundation for very low cost. And it's not a family foundation, so it doesn't have all the nasty rules of said family foundation. Obviously, it's not yours, so there's going to be other limitations to it, which you need to discover, but they're fairly simple. Uh, you can open a very, very simple one like Schwab or Fidelity or those, you know, any any of the big boys. You can actually do it through the community foundations. Of course, some of that's limited because they require you to give so much within a certain area. Other charities have them. Same thing, though. They require so much you to give in within that 501c3. But the goal is, is that you could put the money or said, oh, wait, go back, stock that's appreciated into that donor advised fund this year, get that deduction, and then actually pay that out over the next 12 months, pay it out over the next 10 years, or you could leave it invested and have it growing for your grandchildren to be able to treat that as a foundation when you're gone, or better yet, you could use that as some legacy training, which we'll get to here in just a minute. So very powerful tool. Really think about bunching your charitable uh, charitable contributions. And by the way, time value money is powerful because even if you're getting a lot of charitable contributions in one year, you really need to be thinking about if I'm um, getting it ahead of time, and my savings account is earning four and a half or five percent. So I saved that money having to go to Uncle Sam for another 12 months. That's worth a lot. Okay. So that's very important to think about. Number six, combining charitable gifting with investment portfolio rebalancing. Yeah. We touched on this just a tiny bit in the first segment. You know, the reality is, is that you may have some assets that need to be repositioned in your portfolio. 
you may just need to rebalance. And, and usually rebalancing is done by, you know, being able to sell what's high and buy what's low. So it brings you back into that perfect little pie chart that you work on with your advisor, right? Well, the problem with that is, is that you might have significant gains in there. You might not have the losses to offset it. So you could use that donor advised fund, do a part gift, part sell strategy to be able to get your portfolio the way that it needs to be gotten and reimburse yourself with cash that you would be giving to the charity anyway. Number seven, offset taxes on a Roth conversion. Guys, this is so big. Okay. Secure Act, changed IRAs forever. When you die and your IRAs go down to the next generation, they literally have 10 years to get that money out. So I want you to imagine, let's say you got a $2 million retirement account and $2 million of retirement accounts between you and your spouse and you guys pass and they go down to that next generation. And let's just say that your kids are successful and we're in a tiered tax bracket system. And if they have to take out over $2 million in ordinary income, over the next 10 years, which by the way, 2026, we're set to sunset back to our highest income bracket of 39.6%. Bye-bye dollars. Very important. So considering converting that IRA to Roth in those lower tax brackets is very important. And why not incorporate your charitable gifting? Another great point to bring up here is a lot of people don't realize the power of holistic planning. You know, we have the eight life planning issues where, you know, we figure out what it means for someone to live life on purpose. We define what their goals look like. We define what their future looks like. We lay out in steps, you know, what needs to happen to make that happen. And then we look at all the things that are supportive and dangers and everything around that and build that plan accordingly. And a lot of times it's multifaceted. It involves, you know, conversions and charitable gifting and business succession and tax planning and insurances and investments and If you're just looking at one or two things, you may be missing the boat on a much, much bigger picture here. So this is a really good point, you know, making sure that that you're uh, paying attention to what you can pay attention to with your your charitable gifting and the rest of your planning. Uh, Number eight, minimizing taxes on a retirement account withdrawal. So charitable deductions may also help lower, which are, you know, taxes from your actual withdrawals, right? Taking a distribution may offer additional tax benefits to you and your family. And so it's important to, you know, again, this is that I I always think about people say, I don't want to pay taxes. I want to keep my taxes low. Guys, the tax brackets are the lowest they have been in modern history. I don't see them going lower. I could be wrong, but I don't see them going lower when our debt is climbing. I mean, fundamentals here. Now people are crossing over the border like crazy. So maybe, maybe the population numbers go up. Maybe our tax rates go down. Who knows? But the likelihood is just not there with the amount of debt that we have in this country. So it's really important to take advantage of those lower rates, tax rates, and use your charitable gifting and making sure you're maximizing with it. Number nine, establishing a charitable trust. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. If I'm going to sell a business, for example, or my farm or ranch, there's tons of planning that could be around there. And there's main, two main tools that we use a lot. Charitable remainder trusts and charitable lead trusts. These are very powerful tools. There's also pooled income funds and charitable annuities and all these other things that you can you can look at. And I'm not going to go into the, uh, the details of these. But the point is this. 
is if you're looking for ways to be able to have an alternative to gifting to Uncle Sam, then these might be something that you want to look at when you have a big event, selling a piece of real estate, selling a business, whatever that might be. So let's take a break. When we come back, we have three more of these 12 tax smart charitable gifting tools to walk you through. You're not going to want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. We are trying to help you be tax smart about your charitable giving so you could give more. How about that? Um, we have been through nine incredible tools that you know we walk through. Make sure you go back and listen to the podcast if you haven't already. And we're going to hit on the last three. And also, this article that uh, actually inspired this radio show was done by Schwab. So we have a connection to that article that's going to be in our weekly life lessons this week. And it's, it's pretty detailed. And, and so I know we go rapid fire here. It's like drinking from a fire hose. So you have that to be able to refer back to. And I think that's really important. Let's dive in. Number 10. Naming a charity is an IRA beneficiary. So before the break, we talked about the SECURE Act and how that permanently, well, can I say permanently? Because nothing's really ever permanent in Washington, but currently has changed the rules on IRA distributions for the next generation where they are taking that out over the next 10 years. So here's some food for thought. Are you doing some holistic estate planning? Are you looking at ways to get your children the most tax efficient assets? This isn't just estate taxes, guys. This is IRA, being an IRA beneficiary could be just as bad as an estate tax because it's basically a 40% tax rate for some people. So naming a charity as an IRA beneficiary or naming a charitable trust that there could be future benefits to your grandkids or your kids could be very powerful tools in this arena. Number 11, supplement your giving strategy with a donor advised fund. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, how powerful donor advised funds are as I mentioned, these can be very vanilla. They can also be very complex. We have worked with all kinds of donor advised fund firms from community foundations to independent charities to uh, financial institutions that have a sponsor like Schwab or Fidelity to uh, American Endowment Foundation that accepts you know, real assets like real estate and business assets and um, different things to that nature. So this is a very powerful tool to be able to get money to charity before you you sell an asset and realize those capital gains. And I highly recommend that if you have any charitable inclinations, you have any type of liquidation event coming down the road, you are exploring what your options are for this. And number 12, satisfying an IRA RMD through a QCD. Good Lord, that's a lot of acronyms. <laughs> an IRA, so that's Individual Retirement Account, RMD, so that's a required minimum distribution through a QCD, which is a qualified charitable distribution. Let's put that in layman's terms. How about you? All right. So retirement accounts. When you reach the ripe old age of, I think it's like 72 this year. I got to get out the chart because this is another thing that's uh, complicated. But when you reach a ripe old age, the government says that you can no longer let those assets just sit there and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate without paying taxes. You have to start taking them out to pay taxes on them. So you are required to take a certain distribution amount based on your life expectancy from there on out. Well, there's something that you could do here. 
Qualified charitable distributions are a direct distribution from your IRA to a philanthropic cause, and it basically doesn't even show up on your tax return. It's not an itemized deduction. So remember I was talking about that earlier where your standard deductions um, really are wiping out a lot of your charitable gifting. This is cool. Because if you have to take that money out of your IRA anyway, and it's going to show up on your tax return, and then you have to take a standard deduction, then you might not get a lot of benefit. But if you send that money straight to a qualified charitable distribution, that money that would show up as income on your tax return from that IRA, it no longer shows up. Now, it'll be there in the left side, and it'll probably say QCD. That's most how most accountants do it. But it's not going to be reportable income. That is powerful. And individuals age 70 and a half can actually do this. Okay, and you can give up to $100,000 per year or up to $200,000 for couples that are filing jointly. Pretty dang cool. This is also a great way to plan for that future tax bomb with your IRA. Love it. So we've been through a lot today. It is the Christmas season. It is the end of the year. There is a lot going on. And you know, what I would say to you is you may be sitting there thinking, man, this all sounds great, but I just don't have the time. Get your act in order in January. Stop waiting until the last minute. Do everything. <laughs> How do you like them apples? But seriously, guys, if you aren't being tax smart with your charitable gifting, you're missing the boat. There's some very powerful planning that can be done with your philanthropic efforts. So make sure that you have someone that's helping you from a holistic picture, holistic nature, knows your, your goals, knows what it means for you and your family to live life on purpose, understand what your oxygen mask needs to look like, what your family's oxygen mask needs to look like so you can maximize every single dollar that you are giving to someone else or something else. With that, my name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And join us right here next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.